Tim and Tom. Are you having a midlife crisis? A midlife crisis? I would hope I'm not at midlife. <laughs> Maybe I am. Maybe I am. I probably am. What am I, 32, 64? Yeah, I definitely am at midlife right now. think you're now. going at 64? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I hope so. Kind of surprised I made it to 37. Yeah, a lot of us are. That I made it to 37? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of us are. are. I agree with that. Yeah. Astounded. Yeah, teams Um, of psychiatrists and social workers are trying to figure it out. mm -hmm. Yeah, it's actually, uh, it always, each year that you live, uh, keeps going down as that year in reviews, greatest accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. Until further notice. Greatest accomplishment. Right there. Right there. This guy. Tim and Tom. Stick with us. We're going to talk to Joel the Bandit. If you haven't met Joel the Bandit, he's one of the most infectious personalities you're going to run into around Kansas City. Big on the local music scene. Local Tuesdays at Up Down. Uh, If there's something about a Kansas City local band, he knows it, and that's why we're going to talk to him. And he is a fantastic person. If he doesn't put a smile on your face, you're dead on the inside. And that is a fact. That's a true fact. Tim and Tom. I worked in Victor. Ooh, what was that about? Tell me about it, Tom. MMA. Okay. Yeah. It was what do you do there? Friday, Friday night uh, at the Scottish Rite Temple in Kansas City. Uh-huh. I was the backstage coordinator. I didn't do much for this one because now it's a well-oiled machine. Like the first few for events is a headache, right? So you're like, you got to figure things out. But by like event 10 8 to 10 8 to 12 somewhere in there you start to be like okay we all get this right right the only thing that's the hardest thing with their card is they bring in so many uh foreigners into the country to fight that language barrier is such a huge obstacle like there was a girl from iceland there was a girl from the netherlands there was a girl from brazil there was a girl from uh, Portugal. There was another girl from uh, Oakland, which that's its own language. And so it's like you have to speak differently. And oh, it's so it's so horrible when you speak to someone who you know doesn't understand English because then you just sound so stupid because you would never talk to anyone that way. Yeah. Hello. So what is going to happen mm-hmm. is. I will call your name and then you yeah. will fight. And it's like, why do I, I do that? Yeah, you get real gestures like you're, I yeah. will help you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so yeah. dumb that I do that. But I was getting better. I was more self aware than usual um, as far as for this event. But yeah, so anyhow, uh, it's a well oiled machine. So it's pretty uh, copy paste as far as doing the event. Um, but it was on UFC Fight Pass. Uh, there was eight fights total, which 16 girls, which is really easy for me because I'm used to like 16 fights, which is a headache. But yeah, uh, it was overall decent. Oh, and then uh, it was cool because uh, I got to meet one of my girlfriend's favorite fighters, Benson Henderson, former UFC lightweight champion of the world. He was cornering a girl. And then I also met Amanda Noons. Amanda Noons is the 
women's 135-pound champion. Uh, her last fight, or actually two fights ago, because uh, she is the champion, but two fights ago, she made her most uh, notable victory, uh, knocking out Ronda Rousey in under a minute. Put her right on her back. Mm. Yeah, it was great. Um, so I met those two people, and they were really nice and really swell. Nice. And pleasant. Nice. And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing that I, were I just you? want to tell everyone. Were you swell yeah. and pleasant as well? Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. Whatever. Sure. Enough. For me. For right. me. Yeah, yeah. For me. On oh, Tom's okay. standards. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, <laughs> by Tom's standards, I was, uh, should have got a Nobel Peace Prize. Um, <laughs> but the thing with fighters that I always hate, the, the misconception is they're like angry and violent. Here's the thing if you exercise physically and test yourself mentally, like fighters do, the rest of your life is so easy. Mm. It's so easy. Next time you're ever with a real fighter, I'm saying that is a professional, does this for a living fighter, just observe how many times they lose their temper. It's like zero to none. You sure. know why? Mm. Because they they know. They know like if anything goes down, I will be in total control. Right. This situation isn't that serious, and my body's exhausted because I've been training the entire time. Yeah, right, so I don't even exactly. want to do this. Right, yeah, I so do like, not want to do this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I will if I have to kind of thing, and I'm okay and capable, and I'm, I'm understanding of the situation, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, hang out with a fighter, it's the best because they're all just super chill. It's all – I mean, now, on fight night, different story because, you know, then they're getting into their mental – headspace that they need to be to you know compete but outside of that they are just wonderful lovely individuals make a friend with a fighter tim and tom i think the biggest thing that sort of happened to us is adult stuff and we had to get a new washer and dryer because the one the washer that i had for like the last 14 years broke out that my that my father actually had bought for me as a uh when i uh Got out of training in the military and was going to my first duty station. And uh, he was like, here, you guys are shipping off. You know, starting your life here. I'll buy you a washer and dryer. And uh, it lasts for 14 years. Uh, dryer still works, but we went and got a new washer and dryer. But that was kind of the extent. But, man, I tell you what, uh, boy, it, it really hits you. You're like, man, I'm really an adult when you're walking around Nebraska Furniture Mart, which great store. Uh, but you're like, all right, well, what about this washer? What's what's the load capacity on that? And I'm like, man. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, that's when you. Yeah, that yeah. is when you know your life is over. Mm-hmm. Over. I ran Wait a minute. Yeah. Hold on now. Hold on now. Wait a minute. Over. Yeah. No. Over. Yeah, yeah, you're done. Yeah, you're done. We, I did get uh, told that uh, thanks to my lovely mother. Uh, um, ooh, maybe I shouldn't. Oh yeah, no, the rest no. Uh, thanks to my lovely mother, um, we'll be getting uh, my wife and I will be getting a Christmas present of a trip. We're going to be going to uh, Cancun for I think it's four days, three nights. Um, as a little Christmas. Have present. you ever been? I have never been. I have never mm-hmm. been. The only I've been out of the country when I was stationed in Germany, and so I got to see some European sites. But outside of that, not been out uh, to any other areas of the world. And I'm super excited. I'm really excited because I haven't been, and I want to go. And you're gonna have when are you I'm, going? Uh, well, we have over the next eighteen months to take it, so we'll figure that out next year. Uh, later in the year will be our fifteen year wedding anniversary. So maybe we try to. Work some of that in there. I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. This is all fairly new to us. We're pretty excited. 
Oh, so it doesn't have like a you're leaving in you know March first, nope. coming back nope. March. Well, wow, right. look at that. That's that's yeah. nice. That's right. even better. Right. Although that could be stressful for you because you have kids. Right? Well, but see, we get to plan that. So uh, my mom also offered to uh, watch the kids during that uh, period of time. We we'll just have to plan it out, and map it all out, make sure everybody's schedules close. But of course, they live in Florida, so it'll take some logistics there and back. But we'll, we'll get that figured out. I think for a trip to Cancun. Yeah, you guys could all fly to Florida, mm-hmm. and then they could stay with your, right. you know, the mother, right. and then you guys take another flight to Cancun. Right. I think Cancun's by Florida, right? Am I? Well, I Cancun's know. Mexico, but I don't know. You know, now they are in the panhandle. But is it, but is it on that side? Yeah, no, is, it like, is, is it like is it on, on that, that side, side and north? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know because uh, I'm American and I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know where some of the states are. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah. You know why? Because I got a smartphone. Uh, yeah, I got a smart. My phone's smart, so I ain't got to be. I don't yeah, know why. I don't, why is my accent southern as soon as I do that? God, yeah, what does I that had say? To, in, a, uh, in a past life, I had to make an episode where I apologize to southerners. Yeah, that's true. Podcasts. Yeah, I've heard, a, I've heard a wrestling podcast where some guy had to do that before. Yep. Uh, but no, you don't need to know where anything is. You don't need to know anything. All you need to know is how to access it. You don't need to know anything. You can walk around as a blank canvas yeah. and make it in this world. All you need to know is if when asked, you know where to get the information. Well, and my wife was saying, she goes, well, I wonder if any of these have like a higher English speaking, you know, uh, population so we can get around easier. And I was like, if we have internet access, we have Google Translate. You can talk into it and it will spit out, you know, right your there. thing. I've done it here when we had a gentleman here working on the house. We had a crew of them and the one that spoke English uh, had to leave and uh, I had to go pick up a shop vac, right? But I didn't know how to tell this the gentleman that were left that, hey, I'm coming right back, right? I'm just going to go get my shop back. And I was like, I don't know how to say that. And then I realized, I was like, oh, I can just tell Google that in my phone. And I said it, and I just played it back to him in Spanish. And he looked at me, he was like, all right. You know what I mean? Like, gave me a thumbs up, like, gotcha. And I was like, this is amazing. I love living in the future. Yeah. Uh, Google is actually working on um, a device where it's an earpiece and it mm-hmm. will translate any language that it hears into the language that you program it to speak to you. So if you are a uh, Spanish speaking uh, individual and you're in France and they talk to you in French, it will translate it to Spanish yeah. and, you know, all the other combinations in the world. There's also, if you have Google Translate on your phone, you can look this up. They have a thing where it, this used to be a different app. I used to have it, I think it was called WordLens, but I think Google Translate bought it. So you can just open your camera and if you see a sign in another language, if you know the language, you know, you tell it the language and you can hold your camera over the thing and it'll change what you see on screen to your language on the sign. Like, it, yeah. It's nuts. And that's what I'm saying. You don't need to know anything. So going back to your uh, Cancun trip, just jump on a plane that says Cancun. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's all you need to do. Yeah. Just need I to find it. that plane. I like, yeah. Find that plane. And you know what would help me? I, I don't need to, I don't need to know where the plane is. I can just know how to access where to find the plane. Tim and Tom. Yeah, they're going to break up the net neutrality. Yeah. Here. Hey, everyone. Everyone. Well, no. By the time you're hearing this, you'll know what has happened. So we'll be, you know what I mean? Just, and they're going to try again. If they, if they fail, they're going to try again. Just remember this. Here's the scenario that I tell everyone that's like, I don't get it. Why does it matter? You're going to have a situation of net neutrality goes away where Bill Gates, who is one of the richest men in the world will pay Verizon or whoever your 
uh, internet provider is, mm-hmm. all the money in the world, right? Mm-hmm. To where Bing is going to be the search engine that you need to use because it works the fastest. Right. So you're going to have to Bing things. Yeah. So now we can no longer in the lexicon say, hey, just Google it. We're going to have to say, hey, just Bing it. And yeah. no one wants to say that because that's dumb. Well, and here's what they're doing too. They're going to go after companies like Comcast is going to go out there and say, no, Netflix, you need to pay us extra so because we have a competing uh, streaming service. They're going to then basically push those companies out of business and absolve those. So once again, Comcast, that already owns most of everything, is going to own more because now they're just going to absolve the content providers because they can force them to pay more and more to be able to provide that content to you that it chokes them until they go out. This is how that works, and this is why money in politics is a terrible thing, and this is what we need to help get rid of. I don't know how we do it. I really don't know how we do it. It feels like a lost cause. But, uh, yeah, get ready to pay for it like you pay for cable. Tim and Tom. Roy Moore lost. Huh? Yeah, that was fun. By huh? 2%. Way to go, yeah. Alabama. You wanted to, but then you thought, nah, last second. Good job. Well, still half of them thought, yeah. That's what I'm saying. They yeah. almost did it, and yeah. then at the last second, they're like, well, nah. It, it took near record turnout in African Americans and, and some other minorities uh, to make it happen. Here's the thing with that. Uh, people who vote on that party line, like that hard Republican party line, like that to that extreme, right? Like, I don't care that it's a child predator, uh, do not come close to being half of what the population believes. But every time it comes down to voting due to gerrymandering and then just low voter turnout, it's about half. How do we fix voter turnout? How do we get more people engaged? How do we get more people? Because that shouldn't, that should have been laughable. That should have been laughable, but it almost happened. I just don't get it. Hey, Roy Moore, now that you lost and it's the Christmas time, now you can use all of the spare time that you thought you you were going to be a senator and you can get some Christmas done. Uh, you can get some Christmas shopping done at the local mall. hey yo. Get it? Because he's banned <laughs> yeah. from the mall. Well, maybe he could go catch a high school football game and talk to some cheerleaders. Oh, no. No, they don't yeah. live near them. Yep. Yeah, they won't let that how, happen. How absurd is that? First off, let's just okay. We're gonna move on from this topic because sure. we don't want to get too like sure. just bashing one person. Yeah. But just, just, I get that like anyone should be able to run, right? Mm-hmm. Like for some reason, like as long as you're this age and you're an American citizen, run for whatever you want, right? I get that. But shouldn't there also be like a provision that says? Uh, to be a senator, you have to be allowed in all places in your state. Yeah, like, yeah, you shouldn't be banned from yeah. somewhere in your state. Yeah, you should not be banned from any places where the general public can go, right? You know, I mean, there's certain a things that... A senator should be able to buy an Orange Julius from their local mall, right. is what I'm saying. Tim and Tom. So let me read you a little yeah. story from KCUR.org. Uh, KCUR, a fantastic place to get great local news coverage like this story. So here it goes. It goes, uh, Westport has seen major uh, has seen a major uptick in gun violence this year. According to stats collected by the Westport Regional Business League, there were 16 gun-related weapon offenses in the district in 2016. In 2017, there were 65, and that's only through October 31st. Now, a Missouri law that took in effect in January allows people to carry guns without a permit in nearly every public space. So 
there's not much business owners or police can do to keep guns out. So what does that mean? A coalition of Westport business owners are behind a proposal to privatize the sidewalks in entertainment district. That would allow them to ban guns in districts and screen them on busy week uh, weekend nights. The proposal has drawn criticism from members of the city council and from several community organizations who fear screening for guns could put other civil liberties at risk. So basically, and this is my interpretation of what I just read and the story goes on. So please KCUR.org, uh, check out the story about the Westport, uh, proposal. Um, but from my standpoint, this is what it says. Hey, a Missouri law that took into effect in January allows people to carry guns wherever they want in a public space. So for the people like me and you who don't necessarily want to go to a public space that has guns, business owners identify that and say, well, how can we limit that and also not have guns to where if there's drinking, things don't escalate and there's more of an uptick in gun violence. So let's try to privatize these streets. Then we own what happens here. We can screen people and then they can't come in here with a gun. Mm -hmm. So uh, that alone doesn't bother me. The idea of uh, if we set up this privatized business area, we can, as we alluded to, like with last episode, we can post ahead of time, hey, no guns. We're going to be checking you for guns. We won't let you in if you've got weapons, right? And you've got to go through that process, and you understand that going in, and everything's cool, and we do that. I don't have a problem with that. I do have a problem with um, the the idea of that they can privatize this area. To me, that's it's not like we're they're, they're like, hey, we're going to build legends as a private area that didn't exist before, right? And we want to control it. Well, that's fine. But Westport's like this existing area of town that has value. We'd just be selling that off. You know what I mean? Like at that point, if we're privatizing that area and then what, okay, are they responsible for street maintenance and, and sewer maintenance and, and everything at that point? Like it becomes this huge gray area. And it just seems like for an area like Westport, I, I don't feel like it's something that the city would like to say. It's a historical part of town, you know? Definitely. Now, under the proposal, Westport would barricade sidewalks between 11 p.m. and 4 a.m. on weekend nights and for special festivals like Oktoberfest, things like that. Sure. So to get in, people would have to pass through a metal detector to make sure that they weren't carrying a gun. Now, I, I get both sides, right? Uh, if you, I, I posted this story on my Facebook. If you saw, there was kind of a back and forth as far as – some people were upset that civil liberties were taken away. Other people thought it was laughable that a bad guy with a gun doesn't care. You know, like they're going to they're going to do what they want. And that I understand to a certain point. Right. Like if you're going to break a law, you're going to do it regardless if there's sure. anything in your way. You're sure. going to get that out of the way. But I guess I understand it from the business side, too. Because it's oh, like, hey, I don't, I don't want that in my place. You know, go to a McDonald's. It says no weapons allowed. Yeah. So, you know, but I also feel like this is something that the police are supposed to do. If it's getting that bad, the police can set up barricades, and uh, the government can say, hey, at this point of time, uh, you know, uh, we're not allowing guns during these areas, and we're going to check for guns and have metal detectors. But we can't do that because the state apparently uh, agrees to have this. The, you know, the the argument that the whole, well, bad guys don't pay attention to the rules. Sure, but that's not what the root of the thing of saying that law is, right? Or saying like that privatized area, we're not going to have this in here. It's like, 
it's not like they just put up a sign and said no guns allowed and people aren't going in there. They're trying to restrict the access to get in there with a gun. So they're going to have metal detectors and they're going to be screening for guns, thereby removing the likelihood that a gun makes it in there in the first place. It's not about like, well, the bad guy's just going to ignore the rules. Not if he can't physically get through the barricade. The whole like, well, the bad guy, that, that's non-existent to this argument. It just makes you sound dumb. I don't like, stop it. Stop it. Yeah. The point is, the point is, can we legally stop them from going in? No, we can't. So can we allow these businesses to privatize? Now, to me, it sounds like they're just trying to say, uh, well, we just want to privatize it strictly for this time. And then, well, then that's not really privatizing. That's going against the state law and just saying, well, for this portion of time, you can't bring guns in there. Well, that's against the law. Right. So. And then if we're just privatizing it, to me, you can't just privatize it for these nights because that's not what that is. You don't own it for those nights at those times. You either own it or you don't. And I don't think the city well, should sell off that portion of, you know. But, yeah, and and you're speaking about, you know, privatizing and how that is kind of a, a thing that's, you know, uh, becoming more prevalent as the days and years go on. Right. And, and it is because look at jails. Jails are all privatized, God. right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ridiculous. And so what would be the next logical step? Streets. I mean, it makes total sense. If if I own a business in their eyes, I should also own the street and I restrict or allow sure. whoever I want well, to go it, around my if, business. If you want to own the street, then I would say you need to pay to fix the street, repair the streets, well, street lights. That's the thing is these systems that we've built don't do that. And if you privatize that, then what's to make them say, okay, uh, yeah, the rest of the road surrounding this chunk that I own is a four lane road, but now nah, here I'm going to make it a two lane just for this two block area. Do they just get to do that? You know what I mean? Like, see, and then cause and it, a, you know? Yeah. That's, that's a slippery slope right. because what do you do? What right. do you do? Right. Because like I just read, in uh, 2016, there were 16 gun-related weapon offenses in the district. And then in 2017, there were 65, and that was only through October 31st. Mm -hmm. That doesn't account for this month and last month. Yeah. So what what do you do as a business to say, hey, my bar, my mom-and-pop you know, jewelry store, whatever it is, mm -hmm. is – very valuable to this area. Yeah, right. However, no one wants to come anymore because we got people shooting each other in front of my business. I don't know why I started singing that. Yeah, I but don't like, know. You know, I mean, you can control from your business doors in technically if you own that building, I suppose. I, but I don't know. But maybe you get out there and you start trying to work on ways that actually reduce gun violence in your area. I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's privatizing the streets and just creating a barricade and just making sure it stays outside the wall. I mean, that does, then, then what? As soon as I walk out to get to my car outside that barricade, uh, all those people know I don't got a gun. Like, so, I mean, what? That doesn't make any sense. Like, to me, like, it's you, there's a bigger root problem with gun violence, and some of it's prevalence, some of it is cultures. There's all these different things that we've got to start attacking, but I'm, I'm sure as hell don't think that's going to resolve all the gun issues in the Westport area. It might for a few blocks uh, for that evening uh, at that hour but you know like you said there will still be criminals in the area i guess i understand the the effort done by the businesses to be like hey at least this is a step to where if something does happen it's on us and we can take we can take ownership of whatever's going on mm -hmm. but then i also agree with you towards like well then okay 
on a Wednesday night, if I litter, am I paying a fine from the city or am I paying a fine from the beer kitchen? Right. You know? Yeah. If I get in a car accident on that area of street, or I guess they're barricading your walking, but if I fall and I bust my head on the street, uh, do I get to sue you or do I, am I suing the government? Like, what, what's going on here? You know? Like, yeah. if, it, if a street light falls on me, was that yours or was that Kansas City's? It just doesn't make any sense. The roads are, some people can't get over the fact that we do all kind of live in in an area and have shared spaces and not everything can have this single track back to an ownership of like, well, this guy owns, you know, this business, which owns this chunk of, there's some things, guys, that is ours, right? And we all have to work together and maintain this stuff. Get over it. It's not all about you. Like we, there's some things that we've got to do here, man. Well, know. yeah. And, and I, I've always I've always used uh, roads as one of the counter arguments to libertarian libertarianism where they're always like, you know, stay off. Don't tread on me. Right. And it's like, okay, cool, man. You know what? You do you. But if there's a pothole, I'm going to expect you to also fix that because it's on you. You know what I mean? Like, don't tread on me. Cool. If there's stuff that you don't like, it's on you. So the potholes, the streetlights, the. Well, there are no streetlights with true like a libertarian thing if they have like a almost no government like there is no what then what like you don't right but that get what i'm saying like that's why we do need things like that so that a community can say we need to fix a pothole we need a turn lane here and in this case we need more officer you know presence uh during 11 p.m to 4 a.m so people aren't getting shot well and we need better uh focus on youth education and and a focus on changing the culture culture and the youth so that maybe as we move along and our children grow up that maybe they don't have as big of a problem with this you know what i mean like there's multi things that you have to go at it's a whole problem that again there's not one single i watched a good video recently and this is a tim tip uh if you go online and search for it there was a it talks about recent gun violence and there's a i think i sent it to you uh you know historian or or scholar of some sort who's talking about it and the term running amok you've heard of that running amok that actually oh, yeah. refers yeah, to that. yeah that actually refers to a time where a, a, a muck was basically mass murder and it was highly uh, it was a big thing in this culture people got a lot of notoriety and press from that call I forget where this was go search it out online uh, and they said it was a thing everybody had knives and it was a big thing everybody had knives and swords and if they felt some kind of weird shame or something in their life their basic way out of it was go murder a bunch of people then all of a sudden they're this notorious name right. And that's mm-hmm. very similar to what's going on here. So he said, A, you know what I mean? Like, don't feel like we're headed to disaster, right? This has happened before, and this is how they changed it, right? Like, they didn't kill the suspects, right? Because that's what they wanted. They wanted that notoriety, right? So they would capture them, and they would not give their names. They would focus on the victims, right? Like, those kind of things in their in their news and their story and all that kind of stuff. So I think there's ways to tackle it. I, I don't think... It's it's yeah, near but... it's a near impossible task to take away all the guns. It's also a near impossible and just futile sounding thing to say. We're gonna set up this wall here and this wall here, and we're gonna stop them out here. Like that doesn't seem like that's really gonna be great for anything either. Because then, how safe does it really feel if I gotta go through all these metal detectors and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Have this private security oh, yeah. walking around? Like, come on, man. Well, and even to go a little bit farther about today's society in comparison to run amok era is you also then have to uh, counter argue and fight 
uh, capitalism, i.e. the NRA, who's going to say, no, 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 no. You know what will keep you safe? Not less guns. And that's how they got rid of it in the run amok era. And they got rid of more mm-hmm. generalized weapons that right, killed right. mass amount of people, which is basically a gun. But now you also then have to stop capitalism and saying, hey, business owner, I know you like guns, but you can't be selling these because blah, 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 blah. So it's it's even harder today. And that's where people are getting a little bit nervous. Tim and Tom. A viral video that uh, became viewed millions upon millions of time. Uh, A young boy, his name Mm. was Keaton, uh, had a video posted where he cried after being bullied. And that's where I want to talk about from a societal thing about bullying. And so that was shared by everyone and their mother from Justin Bieber, Dana White, uh, Captain America, the guy who plays Captain America. I can't remember his name, but that guy. Sure. Uh, Selena Gomez, Katy Perry, everyone Mm. was sharing this poor boy's story uh, where he cried because it, milk was poured on him. They were apparently giving him wedgies. And it was shoving because, bologna in his pants. Like Now, yeah, first of all, it, it was terrible stuff they were doing to this kid. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. apparently, I don't know, I didn't really catch the details because I was so appalled, and I'll share my thoughts in a little bit. But he has, is it that he has a, a disease or something? Like, uh, I didn't catch, like... I didn't either, but it looks like maybe some sort of... Uh, um, I, I want to say like, uh, how do you even say it? like a physiological uh, face or mouth structure, almost like a lisp, but a different thing. It kind of looks or seems like that. But again, I am talking off complete from afar viewing the video. I didn't really follow much of what his condition was that made them. But yeah, right. so if you're listening to this episode of Tim and Tom, most likely you have seen the video. If you haven't, take a hit the pause button search Keaton bullying and on Google or YouTube, you'll find it. Watch the five minute video, then come back to us. So I'll give you that time now, mm. now that you've had that time. Uh, what did, what did you think about this? Because it was everywhere. And I did appreciate before I let you talk, I'll share my first little reaction is I did appreciate at least the reaction from people feeling the need to help this kid, right? Hey, you do have a friend. I'll Mm -hmm. be your friend. Hey, you do have a friend. He'll be your friend. You know what I mean? Like I I appreciated that. And I appreciated people using their platform, which NFL players do. And that's a different topic, but Mm -hmm. I appreciated entertainers using their platform to say, this is wrong. I will stand up to it. And I will be this kid's friend. You should also follow my lead. Mm -hmm. But there's a little bit more. So what did you think before? I uh, so when I first saw, yes, that also, I was like, okay, well that's cool. Everybody's, you know, rushing this kid's aid. I also appreciated when watching the video for the first time before, you know, further news came out, uh, the kids resolve. I mean, the way he talked about what he was going through and how to kind of work through it. You know what I mean? And, um, and we'll get more into, you know, his thought process that he would be able to, provide words of encouragement through this video online to his friends. Uh, we'll get more into that about where he maybe, you know, got that idea. Um, but, uh, to me, I was like, 
Well, I mean, this kid's handling it really well, even though he's in tears because of how horrible. I, I mean, there's been uh, millions. I mean, I've both been bullied and been the bully. So I felt both to be bullied and then later felt the pain of being like, man, I was a terrible person. to bu-, oh, You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and seeing the reaction to people. So, like, I mean, it's terrible. And it can bring kids tears. And when you're that young... Yet, I mean, you don't know any different, man. You think this is forever. This is how the life is. So I get it, man. And it was uh, heartstrings tugging and all that. Uh, then. <laughs> then the stuff about his mom came out. Which, again, to me, you know, how he's handling it and what's happening to him. And people telling him, hey, man, that, you know, that isn't forever. That'll get better. To me, that's different than his mom's, a you know, a racist and, you know, a terrible person. Then it comes out that the kid may have been saying racial remarks to these kids. And again, I'm like, yeah, that's not good. And we should tell that kid that's not good. But also, if he's a elementary school student and his mom's racist, he really isn't getting much of a of a head start in being a good person in that regard. You've got to kind of maybe forgive him and hope he grows into a better person when he's exposed to another world, right? And that's where, again, education and, and you know what I mean, like diversity helps and things like that. But... So, again, I'm not faulting the kid, you know, for any of that, right? I mean, I get it. Now, what I do take a little bit of thing is, is yeah, that was great um, that all those people rushed to his aid because he put out this video. But I don't understand why his mom was like, here's my son crying. I think everybody should see this, right? Yes, well, he has great resolve and it's a good in. message. But, like, LeBron doesn't need to know it. The kids at that school need to know it. The other kids' parents need to know it. The principal needs to know it. I'd be stopping that school i wouldn't be leaving the principal's office until we worked into something like hey man this needs to get addressed and people need to start you know what i mean talking to each other and being better here like what how do we fix that stuff and this is across the board man and i feel like they've done a great job at lessening bullying over the years especially since we were kids i talked to my kids no. and other kids that are in school yeah. oh yeah yeah no there's there's a lot more acceptance of other kinds now the individual cases that happen to kids are still terrible and not good but a lot more people are accepted now and less are bullied, but they still are, yeah. No, I disagree with that completely. Yeah, a okay. million percent. First off, uh, let me go back to, to what – let me address that. Then I'll go back to my point. Okay. So this is going to be a little bit of a long, long response. But no, bullying is way worse than when we were kids. If you got bullied in school in 1992 – I'm not talking about the severity in... of the bullying. You're, well, you're hearing no, me no, wrong. I'm no, not... no, no, no. I'm saying – well, and now you're getting bullied from all different aspects, right? Okay. You're getting the minority bullying the majority, yes, right? Yes. So if you're a high school quarterback, you're known as stupid and dumb, and all you think about is football plays and cheerleader skirts. Now that's a bullying thing. That was never anything before. You know what I mean? So now you have minorities picking on majorities of students. So that is there, and then also – there's so many different forms of bullying. Like like what I was going to say, in 1992, you could get picked on face-to-face, and then if I left school, that's it. If you live, you know, two towns down, or not towns, but if you live two, uh, you know, distances away from me, mm. I didn't have to see you. Yeah. But now with Facebook and Twitter, it's always there. It oh, never yeah. no, leaves. No. It's I, always reminding Yes, me. I agree with that. When yeah. someone's getting bullied, it's worse than when somebody, the, when our age got bullied. But – yeah. Less, I think, types of, from speaking with the kids that my kids know, there's a lot more acceptance of other kinds. So I think there's less like less of the 
individuals are getting bullied but when the individual gets bullied nowadays yeah it's absolutely worse and almost unimaginable and i do, and i'm not surprised when these kids uh, do the unthinkable and commit suicide or right. you know what i mean turn around and say well off a bunch of you go i'm coming in the school with you know what i mean like for retaliation i'm never surprised i'm shocked and saddened but right. uh, i mean it's it, yeah it's like you said you can't escape it You're right so now let me go back to how you said like the principal needs to know. The kids need to know. LeBron doesn't need to know. Right. And that's where I didn't get too much information about this story because instantly I was turned off and I hated it because and now I don't have kids. So for the listeners who are maybe new to Tim and Tom or uh, you know, are not aware, Tim has two kids. I have zero. He's married. I am not. Uh, so my life perspective is different than Tim's. It might be different than yours if you have children. However, this is my opinion. If you are a parent and your kid is crying and your first thought is this should be recorded, you are a trash person. <laughs> Man, I tell you. You are you know? trash. Yeah. You need to be present for your child. You need to address his or her needs and you need to help resolve the issue. The last thing you need to do in the world is to say – Someone else needs to see this. Mm -hmm. First off, the issue of bullying, like we just spoke about, has been around since the dawn of man. So you're not telling us anything new. You haven't discovered, you know, right. a new form of whatever it is. You're just telling us something we all know and mm -hmm. we all understand. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, there's empathy and sympathy, but we all know of bullying. So that is something that we're aware of. So you're not groundbreaking and sharing your child's start story, even though it is heartbreaking and very, very sad to see. But to do that to a child, and I don't even care. We found out she's a racist. The dad has white power or whatever. Yeah, they're on bad. And all yeah, that sure. Stuff. Right. I don't, but I don't even care about that. Sure, That's not right. even the point to me. Right. They could be legitimate, you know, head of your favorite nonprofit and giving money to the homeless on a daily basis and feeding the needy every hour of the day for the next 15 years. I don't care about that. Mm. I care about how are we as a society now getting to the point, And I've talked to you about this off air where instead of I need to be present for my fellow person. And in this case, my child, I think to myself, Oh, we could make a stand. We could get noticed. Mm -hmm. We need to post this on a social media yeah, outlet. Yeah. Stop it. Right. That's not needed. Yeah. You know what social media should be used for? Fart jokes, fun little food, or your kid. Mm -hmm. Something like that. It doesn't be. Well, it doesn't need to be that. Mm -hmm. Stop doing that. Yeah. Well, let me tell you. Uh, if, if your kid, okay, so she puts out this video, right? And now this kid knows. Well. Justin Bieber's behind me and LeBron James is behind me and all these people are behind me, right? That's going to do him nothing in two years when those people don't remember his name and he's still getting bullied. Because you didn't go to, to make sure the right people were behind him. You didn't go to that school. You didn't demand a conversation be had. Because I tell you what, that's a community of people. Those kids, those parents, those administrators are all a community that interact with each other. Boy, I'd be demanding to have a lot of conversations with almost everybody involved. I want the parents involved. I want the kid involved because I'm going to ask these things. Where? Why, what about, 
our daily lives is going on here that your kid thinks that he's a better person than mine and thinks it's so much better and that it's okay to start putting baloney down his pants, to start telling me he has no friends. And I want to ask in front of everybody. I get everybody's all this like, don't you dare uh, say that or, or question my parenting. Around. No, we're all going to sit down and have a conversation here, all right? Mm-hmm. what about it right i want the kids in the room i want the parents in the room i want the administrators in the room and that's where you solve this stuff and that's where if they see that and then you get other kids in that school involved and then you start seeing the people that are around him every day and they're like no no, i stand with keaton that's the people who it matters stands with him not mm-hmm. me or you not any of these yeah. these celebrities that are you know what i mean yeah of course I'm not questioning their sincerity where they felt like that sucks. I want to tell that kid, but I tell you what, man. Yeah. You sent him some concert tickets, but boy, when that next album comes out, you're not remembering him and you're not doing anything for him. And the thing about bullying is, yeah, like you said, you're not telling us anything new. This is from the dawn of time. We're not going to stand up here with this be a star campaign. Like the WWE pulls pulls out in this bullying thing and just say, we're going to stop bullying. These kids shouldn't bullying. That's that's like saying we're going to stop communism or we're going to stop terrorism by these approaches. You don't stop this ism as an idea. You attack instances. You've got to set a good example. You've got to sit there and be like, okay, the parents have to, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't get where people think, well, we're going to resolve this by bringing all this light to it in the public square. Nobody cares. It's the next thing. It's the click on the remote. Next, mm-hmm. next, next. You got to well, get personal with it. You got to get in people's face, man. Well, and that's the thing also about the social media thing. And I think we're kind of talking about two different subjects, but it still correlates yeah, in the same that's right. yeah, they weave kind in of realm. Right. Right. But my thing also, more to your point about the next album, we won't remember as far as the LeBron James is yeah. or the Tim and Toms, because, you know, we're at that level. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we right. won't remember. But he will, and some people will. And this is the other thing, and this is another reason. And again, I might be speaking out of turn because I don't have children. Mm-hmm. However, that child now will have to live with that forever. The internet's not going away in 30 right, years. It's right. not going away in 50 years. So he's what? How old is he? 10? Let's just yeah, say he's so, 10. Yeah, 10. Okay. So when he's 18 and he's applying, let's just say he's 16. He's 16 and he's applying for, let's assume, AMC movie theaters yeah, around yeah. for his first job at AMC movie theater. The guy interviewing him what? is 24, right? Yeah. 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 The guy interviewing or the girl uh-huh. interviewing We'll go, Keaton, hmm, that reminds me, are you, and then we'll have a smartphone that'll just pull it up and say Keaton, and then the video will come up. It's like, are like, you the crying oh, yeah, kid? Yeah. You're that kid. That you're the crying, crying racist kid. Yeah. Yeah, you're the crying bullying kid. Yeah. Oh, and now you as a parent have marked that kid in the social media uh, mindset as that forever. So no matter what he does, cures cancer. Finds out the resolution to bullying, whatever it is, he's marked by that, and he didn't choose to do that. You, as the parent, put that on him. And, and you thrust him into this racial discussion spotlight that he had nothing to do with either because you raised him up being racist. Like, now, you know what I mean, this thing that, that I think you honestly know you shouldn't be proud of and should be ashamed of, uh, or now have thrust that on your child because you didn't, you know what I mean, you didn't think about that yeah, when he was growing he- up. Yeah, he has to do interviews on the Today Show or Good Morning America or whatever it is saying, like, how is the bullying? It's getting better. Now the second topic, your parents. Yeah, are you still racist? That's crazy, right? Like, yeah. You know I mean? like, you, yeah, and he has to – whether he is or isn't because obviously he's a kid and I assume he hasn't developed all of his you know thoughts that will carry him into adulthood. You know, Now he has to answer that 
answer to that. Maybe he's, you know, the most accepting person of all races, but guess what? His parents weren't. So guess what? Well, now by association, you aren't either. You sure force that. If anybody ever comes to that realization, right. Or like struggles with that in their life, maybe they had racist thoughts and they didn't like, boy, you sure made him come to a fork in the road as who he is in life. Pretty damn early. Yeah. Pretty damn early. Whatever is. Yeah. And that's the part where, Again, my bigger point is, and let's, like I said, let's take away the fact that the parents are racist. That's, sure. to me, side story because it doesn't deal directly with this kid. Sure, right. But as a society, stop it. Stop yeah. with the social media. Yeah. Like I said, fart jokes, food, your kids, uh, the weather, that, that stuff. Let's talk about that. We don't need to say, hey, here's my kid. Hey, my kid today had ice cream. Hey, my kid, we're, we're making the, the next generation of people perform when we have a phone. There's so many times where I see kids doing day-to-day activities and it's just a circle of parents recording them climbing a jungle gym or ordering a pizza for the first time. And it's like, stop doing that to these children. Yeah. This isn't a circus. These yeah. kids are supposed to be developed. They have small brains. They're dumb. Kids are dumb and they need to learn what they, the last thing they need to be doing is saying, okay, Hey Keaton, I know you cried once. We're going to need those tears one more time because I didn't actually hit record at the start. So can you say that again? And honestly, if you watch back on the video, it seems like he said it twice because this was the second tape because take because his mom said, tell me again what he what they said. And he had to say it most likely for a second time. Why? Because a mom would rather have. 15 likes or 10 retweets instead of a kid who now has knowledge of how to address bullying. Stop posting yeah. on social media, except for listening to Tim and Tom. Other than that though, yeah. well, again, I, I, I hope that what we would see is, you know, it, all this social media ability and this interconnection and all that stuff came on relatively pretty fast in the last 10 years since the advent yes. of the smartphone. And I think people are starting to realize, uh, when things go too far now it's i don't i wish it would be happening quicker and i wish it would happen sooner and i wish more people would realize it sooner but i'm hoping that yes just as you're ranting i'm hoping you know one out of every 10 people is doing the same and next year it'll be one out of 12 or i mean one out of eight right instead and one out of like hopefully maybe we get there because yeah guys dial it back a little okay you got to realize when your outrage about something political or or your your touching moment about something about your family means a lot less when you do one once a week you've got to you've got to practice some sort of reserve here you've got to just i don't know well in my thing and i i hope like you said it, it's still a recent phenomenon uh, as far as it's been 10 years since the real you know uh thrust of the smartphone into society but I really hope the smartest people in the world start doing studies last year yeah. on on the effects that these adults are having on children oh, yeah. and how they're being raised. It's like – I don't know. I'm a big person on consent, right? That goes back to our episode about sexual con- mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, harassment and assault and all that stuff. And it also goes to this where – I don't, and again, I don't have kids, so I kind of feel like I maybe I'm not the best one to talk about it. But your child 
isn't signing off or agreeing to falling down and tripping. And then that becomes a 10 million viewed Facebook video or whatever. And so you're doing things to children that they're necessarily don't want to do as far as in this case, Keaton answering for racist parents. And that's the part where it's like, maybe that's what I mean more specifically now that I'm kind of talking this out as therapeutically is, is that's what the podcast is. That's what it is. Yeah. Is, is, because, uh, yes, have restraint, right? Don't say every day Trump is the worst person. Yeah. Next day Trump is even worse than yesterday. It's like, stop. Right. However, I'm okay with you saying your opinion because it matters, right? Like, we should all have a voice. Sure. But to my point, stop doing that to kids. Stop doing that to kids who haven't developed their own thoughts. And stop, de- stop doing it to kids who necessarily don't want to have conversations yet because they'd rather watch John Cena do an attitude adjustment rather than being on Good Morning America talking about their dad that has white pride on their stomach. Mm-hmm. Like, stop with the kid stuff. That's where I hate that stuff because it's like your child isn't picking this and you're doing this to them. And you're going to create something in their head to when they see a phone, they start tap dancing because they know to perform. Tim and Tom. Stick with us. We'll talk to Joel the Bandit after we come back to Tim and Tom. Fun fact, Wilson, the volleyball from Castaway, won a Critics' Choice Award and an MTV Movie Award. Tim and Tom. This episode of Tim and Tom is brought to you by your business. Tim and Tom's listeners could be hearing about your business right now. They could be hearing your business's address or your business's website address or even your business's phone number. But they're not hearing that right now, are they? If you want the listeners of Tim and Tom to know more about your business, contact us at timandtomkc at gmail.com. Tim and Tom. We started doing this Tim and Tom a few weeks back. Now, what, a couple months ago, Tom? And we always, uh, we have a thing on Twitter where if you follow us, it responds saying, hey, thanks for following us. What do you want to know more about in Kansas City? Or who do you want to know more about? And a name that frequently comes up, believe it or not, is Joel the Bandit. And so we've met Joel the Bandit before. (laughs) And we thought, well, yeah, absolutely. Fun guy. Let's get him on here. How are you, Joel? Oh, man, I'm doing great. Just this month has been Busy, busy, busy. Just nothing nonstop work, but I uh, can't complain. <laughs> How about you guys? Uh, we're doing pretty good, so let's get into that. You say nonstop work. I mean, you're a man about town. People know you from all over the place. You work at a, a record store. You also do some local music. Uh, what would I call it? Even hosting, emceeing? What, what, give people the quick and easy on what Joel the Bandit does. Oh, man, that's a, that's a great first question. A lot of people always ask me that, and right off the bat, yeah, I work at a uh, Brothers Music here in Mission, Kansas, and I've uh, been doing that for it's coming up two years now. And how it all started with, uh, with the local music is going to uh, all these shows and just thinking, like, how can I get involved in some small way, how can I want to be able to do something? And it never quite lined up. But now um, I do saying local tooth where you're, you're right. We basically yeah MC 
bands that come in, they love, unfortunately, we can't have live music. So uh, what that instead is we play their music over our uh, speakers over at UpDown, and they get unlimited tokens, free beer, who doesn't love that? And it gets a chance to people, I've gotten people coming up to me like, oh, who's this band playing over there? So we've gotten a great response from it. So yeah, I just I'm in love with local music. So it's I've always wanted to do something with it, and now that I'm able to, it's just a dream, dream come true. So it, that is a unique deal. With instead of, and this came about because of I, I, I'm assuming municipal codes and and laws where you couldn't have live music at the venue. But I almost kind of prefer it this way because yeah, I mean the music's cool and I like your music. But sometimes I almost prefer music not live. You know what I mean? It's it's a different experience. This is much more personal. You get to hang out, come up, say hey, love your stuff. You know, get to take a picture, do whatever. It's it, it seems a little more fun that way. No, exactly, and that's the whole approach. And like since day one, is we've gotten the responses back from the bands that are like, we don't have to bring our equipment. We don't have to go in and out, in and out, setting everything up, and we could just play, relax, and play video games. Like absolutely, and uh, just getting getting their fan base out and coming out to meet them. And you're right, it's more relaxed, and they just have a blast with it and it's been going great we just celebrated a year back in july and that just makes what times fly i'm just getting super busy getting bands booked and making sure we have a band every tuesday so it's, it's been a blast so tell us a little bit about 2017 at local Tuesday or four local tuesdays at updown how's the the band scene been is, is it something that's you know uh, we need to keep a, an eye on and it's an emerging scene i mean describe kind of the kansas city music scene right now the scene right now and i was just thinking about it all this afternoon since i first discovered like i don't have to go to an arena show i can go to this bar this bar this bar to see local bands and in the year 2016 it's it's bigger and better than ever. The the new venues we're that are getting now being built and these new places that are allowing live music and having all these local bands being able to form on a certain weekend or a certain day. There's always something going on with the local music scene. Uh, one 2017, we've had Hembry from Kansas City. They are this incredible band is just blown up and we had bands like the dear misses and why god why who just played the first night of the buzz christmas shows they've now become into uptown twice and it's just incredible to watch that and bands like mama's boy who's been the scene for a while and they're putting out new music and you're just getting really excited that you're getting a CD and you're helping support they're pretty much like their dreams and some livelihoods and up from Lawrence. Uh, like I said, the dear misses and another one of my all time favorite bands, not just locally, but of all time is the sluts out of Lawrence. So you have places like the replay lounge or the record bar or the rhino. You're getting all this great locally talented artists. And some of them, 
were <laughs> they're like kids. I say kids, but most of them are like 17, 18. And uh, there's a band, American Slim, that has just been taking over Kansas City. <laughs> So, all right, so you've got, uh, tonight you're going to go to the night, uh, one of the nights the bus stole Christmas. Uh, if you've got, let's say, if you're walking to the venue, you've got time for two songs or something, and you're going to play it from your f- local band right now that you're really into, who's on that Who's on that short playlist right now? Ooh, that short playlist. Yeah, you've got Man, two so songs. The concert. So I, I, so I think i, I got to get amped up for the concert, so... I'll go with uh, the sluts with uh, green, and then, man, a- anything off Radke's <laughs> collection. Just that fast, hardcore punk rock. Love it. Those would probably be my two. Get you amped up for the show. You were speaking about all the different places now that are allowing music to be played live. Uh, Again, kind of off the top of your head, what are some of your favorite places to see local music played? And like, if someone isn't familiar, where would they first want to go to check out a great concert here locally? Ooh, that's a great question. Number one, I love, uh, it's now at their uh, new location. I'm not sure how long they've been there, but it's at the uh, new record bar. And I've had several people uh, tell me they hadn't been there yet, but I've just seen some, like the the architects, I saw them there, and the sound quality, and I just love it. It's one of my favorites. And then if you want really like an intimate show, there's this other brand new place I mentioned uh, called The Rhino. That's out in Kansas City, Kansas. And uh, so it has a little concert venue, and uh, the two dudes who run the soundboard are, sounds fantastic. It sounds like in big room when you're just it's an intimate concert. And so, like next door, they have like uh, they have alcohol and everything, and then they have coffee. And then just next door is yeah, is it's great. I've seen so many great local bands there, and the, just a short amount of time they've been open. They, they at pretty much any day of the week, I'm sure they would have a local band in. Because the scene is kind of new. Do we run into any kind of, you know, oh, hey, we're figuring out how to coexist here? No, that's the thing. There is no competition. And uh, we had, like, a huge um, Christmas party last year at Uptown uh, for our final local Tuesdays of the year. And we maybe had at least, at one point, like 30 local bands in at once, and they were all at the bar, and they were just all too busy, like, talking to each other because they hadn't seen each other in forever, and uh, just like, man, we should do a show together, and shows did get put together because of that event. And uh, so everybody is watching each other's backs. It's... I've never heard anything negative said about another band. They're all just trying to help each other out. And it's Kansas city is this really small place where everybody really does know everybody. So to get that positivity and, Oh, Hey, can you come in, fill in and play tonight? And they're like, absolutely. So they'll get fill in and it, everybody just wants to help everybody out. It's Mm -hmm. great to see. So then, uh, 
so we're not going to get any Biggie versus Tupac style, you know, shootouts uh, <laughs> in the Kansas City music scene here. Uh, but if anybody say, if anybody's not used to say these bands and they haven't checked them out on YouTube yet, would you say there's any particular musical genre that sticks out in the Kansas City music scene? Do you have a way to classify it or maybe describe the sound, the maybe the prominent sound, or is there one? Oh, it's all sorts of different kinds of sounds. Because to me, just being an alternative rock music fan, that's pretty much what I would just go after. But then when, uh, again, just going back to Local Tuesdays, just when it we finally progressed throughout a few months, I said, well, can we get, like, can I, if I go out and find some different genres, is that all right if we have them? And my boss said, yeah, that'd be great. So we have a great, uh, our, the rap artists around here are incredible. Uh, we have a huge, not shocking, but we have these huge jazz community bands, and um, they are one of my new favorites that we got for Tuesday, and it's this great jazz band. And then pretty much a, a lot of it, um, I hated this alternative rock, but there's just all sorts of different genres here in Kansas City that locally that it can fit everybody's tastes. Well, how do you personally find all of this good music? Is it just a an effort thing where you're trying to go to as many shows as possible, or how do you keep your ear to the Kansas City music scene? <laughs> it started out that way. Uh, when I first uh, saw my first local show that was at the, uh, where the tank room was and it was, uh, the sluts and then Rev Gusto, which turned, uh, which is mama's boy now. But, uh, I'm standing there and I go, this was in our backyard the whole time. So at one time it's like, I need to, need to keep, keep going to all these shows and I'm going to bug them as much as possible. And, oh my gosh, I know so from this band and oh my gosh, I got to talk to him over the weekend and uh, just go into all those shows. But yeah, now <laughs> they just reach out to me and I'm always amazed because they always want to thank me. And I'm, it's like, nah, I, I just want to put my own spotlight on them to just make it bigger and bigger. And I want people to realize that, we have this great thing in our own backyards and I love it. So any, pretty much I would, I wouldn't call it stocking, but I was always there and I'm sure they got sick of me pretty fast, but then they got to know me and that community has just grown. And I'm always, always just honored for them to stop me or if they see me at other shows, like, Oh my gosh, it's Joel. So (laughs) it, it just makes, gives me a big smile on the face. Well, and that's no joke. It, it, the moment somebody meets Joel, uh, you can't have a bad thought about him. I mean, that's that's for one thing. So, Joel, tell us then what? I mean, you dedicate a lot of time to music here. What is it about music that that makes you like? Okay, this is this is what I'm focusing my life on right now. Um, it pretty much got me through. I want to say, you know, you get in those awkward years. I probably I'll never be in like in fourth or fifth grade when uh, a buddy's older brother one day he's like here listen to this and what he handed me was the Ramones the Sex Pistols and the Misfits and it was CDs and I listened to them and it, I was introduced to punk rock 
So just music, since all, I, as long as I can remember, has always just somehow played a huge part in my life where if anything is going wrong around me, music has just always been my, my instrument, but how can I help? Joel, we're kind of breaking up here a little bit. We're kind of losing a little bit of signal uh, just to let you know if you can hear us well on our side, but we'll try to keep it going here. Uh, so, Okay. Oh, sorry back, about that. It's all good. So going back to local Tuesdays, uh, we're coming up at the end of the year. Uh, this is December. Obviously, next month will be the start of a new year, January. So what is in store for local Tuesdays at Updown in 2018? Ooh. Another great question. Bigger, bigger and better. I don't mean to toot my own horn, but it, it's getting bigger and bigger and better each week. We, uh, at the, towards the end of this year, we got a new sponsor in uh, Boulevard, Boulevard nice. Beer. And that is just something every Tuesday, hey, I go in and I drink a Boulevard. And so it's a bit surreal to have three of my favorite things in one building. So we got interested with them, and we're hearing details. I can't, I can't reveal anything yet, but we're getting details, and it's going to be bigger. We hope to get even more bigger bands and even upcoming bands. We love helping the up-and-coming bands because they are so grateful and we just love it. So it's bigger and better things are coming in 2018. People can always find out more going to Updown's website, Updown KC. I think it's UpdownKC.com, isn't it? Uh, but where can where can we find you at, Joel? Where's the what's the Twitter? Where where can folks get at? Uh, my Twitter, you can yeah. I'm mostly pretty much on uh, Twitter. If you want to add me, it's uh, Joel311Bandit. Yeah. All right. So then. Uh, I guess, man, we'll, we'll let you get out there and have a fun night at the nights the bus stole Christmas <laughs> and uh, preparing for the next fun time of Up Down. Uh, and we appreciate you coming on and telling us some music. We'll have you back on to do it again sometime. Thank you, guys. I think we lost you there. but I think he was saying thank you and how awesome we you. are. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you were cutting Jim out there, but I'm pretty sure you were saying, yeah, you yeah. were saying like how we great we are, we smell good. Uh, that kind no, of stuff, yeah, right? thank you guys so much for letting me do this. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, no man, problem, we, man, we appreciate it, man. Have a good night. Yeah, have a good one. All right, Joel the Bandit, as we said, man, always fun, always a smile on his face, a huge smile on his face every time you see him. It's literally ear to ear, and it, it, you can't not have fun when you're around Joel, and it's infectious. You get into the music more because he's so into it. It's it's amazing. It's a fun guy. Yeah, and like you said, uh, up down uh, the local Tuesday uh, event is going to get bigger and bigger and it's due to him and putting in the effort and finding all of this great local talent that's across all different genres. So if alternative music, isn't your thing this week, then, you know, it might be a rapper next week. And if that's not your thing, then there's going to be maybe some jazz, you know, he puts in a lot of effort, as he said, and these people are coming to him, which shows you they respect him in that music community. Uh, and so, yeah, definitely check it out. And it, it was really cool to just hear, you know, his story about how music affected him, even though we kind of mm-hmm. broke up there a little bit. But uh, like he said, uh, it was just amazing how that played a role in his life. And it was also cool to know that, like, Kansas City has a music scene. You know yeah, what I mean? There's yeah. so many things where you go, like, this town stinks because a, a genre of music is is 
popular in another town, right? So like in the late 90s or in the mid 90s, grunge was huge in Seattle. So you go like, but it's not happening here. But at least even though there might be other things bigger in other cities, Joel, who is a, you know, he he has a great reputation of music, tells you there's some great local music here. Mm -hmm. So you can invest in the people here. We've had Royal Chief on in the past. Uh, Joel gave you a ton of band names to listen to. And we're working on one for an interview uh, later on the beginning of 2018. I mean, there's some good local music out there. And we like, uh, we'll check in with Joel more often to maybe get some, uh, as we move along now that you've been introduced to him, he'll clue us in on what bands are coming up, you know. Uh, we'll do some Kansas City music updates. Yeah, so we'll do that. We'll get out of here. We'll come back, and Tom will tell you some uh, events coming up over the weekend. Fun fact, just 30 minutes of exercise can improve your working memory. We're seeing your mama long for her son to come home. It's really weighing on me. Each and every day I've been praying, homie, asking God, why the hell he had to take my home? Tim and Tom. They did kill the net neutrality. So before they start making you pay extra for Amazon, you should go to our website, timandtomkc.com, click on the Amazon link, buy some stuff, and we're going to get a kickback. Yeah, and with the new year coming up, uh, you can go to Amazon and use some of that holiday cash that you got through Christmas and the new year, and maybe even if you get gifts on a Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. and you can use that on Amazon. But go to timandtomkc.com. Click our link, and then we get a little bit of kickback. Then we get some holiday cash, and then we can invest that into some more Kansas City podcasting. You want my kids to have a Christmas? I need some money. Let's get it happening. Come on. Yeah. You want me to just be happy? I need some money. (laughs) I'm kidding. Go to timandtomkc.com. Click on the Amazon link. Uh, Like we say uh, so many times, it does not cost you any extra to purchase things through our link. All it does is it takes a little bit of money away from Amazon and it gives it to us. Isn't that what you want? Right? Support a local business in Tim and Tom Casey. Tim and Tom. Here's some things around the town that you can enjoy. And as always, like I like to say each and every week, uh, there are always reoccurring events at the great places like Sprint Center, the Union Station, uh, the Independence Event Center, all of those great, the plaza, all of those great places have reoccurring events uh, that you can attend from now till the end of the month, end of the year, that kind of stuff. So check those out. But here's some more events that we like to just show your uh, eye and mm-hmm. ear <laughs> yeah. some attention. So here yeah. we go. December 14th, the 2017 NCAA Women's Volleyball Final Championship. Now, this is going to be from December 14th to December 16th. It's going to be at the Sprint Center, and this is the best of the best in Division I women's volleyball playing in Kansas City, and this is going to be amazing. Have you ever watched women's high-level volleyball in person? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually went to – Kansas State volleyball game, uh, not with, with my children uh, a few years back uh, on the campus of K State when Texas came in to play them, and Texas was the number one team in the nation at the time. Uh, and I don't remember if K State was ranked, but they certainly weren't anywhere near number one if they were ranked, right? So I mean, it, but it was a good matchup, and oh man, it is athletic, it's high paced, uh, especially the collegiate crowds they get so involved in it. Uh, it was a great time. It was a fun thing to watch. Yeah, I've been to a couple as well. Uh, at Division Two and Division One level, and I think the most impressive thing, as far as being there in person in in 
uh, comparison to watching it on TV is the speed mm. at which these women hit the ball. It is so impressive, a spike or a serve. It is just jaw-dropping. Well, and if you ever, you know, when you, uh, not so, but when you, you clamp your hands bump. together, right, and you bump, right, uh, that hurts. You done that with a volleyball? Mm-hmm. And they're doing that. Mm-hmm. All game long, couple times a week. You know what I mean? Several weeks throughout the year for while going to school and traveling all over. Like it's a tough thing that they're doing, and they're slamming their bodies on the hard floor. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah, it is incredible. Uh, if you haven't seen it, definitely take this chance if you have the time to check out the 2017 NCAA Division One Women's Volleyball Championship that is going to be at the Sprint Center. On December 16th, and there is some controversy, at least on our end, on how to say this, so I'll spell it out and then I'll attempt to say it. <laughs> uh, December 16th, Q-U-A-Y Coffee, I've heard it's pronounced Key, yeah. because 2017, Key Coffee Grand Opening <laughs> at the Nelson Atkins Museum of Art. Nice. Now, how nice. awesome is that? You're going to – I have had this coffee before. We had – there's other locations of this uh, uh, company, and I've had it, and it is very delicious. Delicious. Now, put that in the Nelson Atkins Museum of Art. You get some great high-quality coffee alongside some great high-quality art. Woo! You'd be feeling like a million dollars. A million dollars. So that is going to be uh, Saturday, December 16th. It starts at 8 a.m. and it goes till 5 p.m. Again, that is going to be at the Nelson Atkins Museum of Art. Uh, they're also going to have some special festivities from 10 to 3, like a photo bus gift booth. I don't know what that is. Good vibes played by the Creighton organization. Giveaways and prizes, including free coffee for a year. I'll take it. Latte art station for the kiddos and more. So look at this. You can bring the kids. They can learn how to make the latte art that we all love to take pictures of on Instagram, right? Uh, make right. a heart, you know, make yeah. a name. Yeah. Right. Tim and Tom and you're in your latte. Right. Tim and Tom, if you want, you yeah. know, get crazy. Yeah. So again, uh, those festivities are going to take specific, take place specifically from 10 to three, but the entire grand opening is from eight to five uh, at the Nelson Atkins Museum of Art. All right, now let's keep keep it moving. December 16th as well, uh, we'll have another amazing event. It is going to be Maloney's Ugly Sweater Party. Now, this mm-hmm. is going to start at 7 p.m. and go to 2 a.m. Maloney's Bar is at 7201 West 79th Street in Overland Park, Kansas. Uh, this is going to be an Ugly Sweater Charity event. All money raised goes to the Great Plains SPCA, and we yeah. know – If you've listened to one episode that we love animals, specifically dogs, so go support Maloney's Ugly Sweater Party. Uh, I will be at Great Plains SPCA early tomorrow morning dropping off our most recent dog for a surgery that was needed when we adopted. So when you adopt and they need a surgery, they will do it. You just have to bring the animal back when they're ready. Wow. Yeah. Good. Dropping uh, him off in the morning. Yeah. yeah, Great Plains SPA, SPCA. See, mm-hmm. they need their, their, that money. Mm-hmm. So this holiday season, they have teamed up with Tito's Vodka, which if you've ever had Tito's yeah. Vodka, mwah, mwah. Mwah. And they're going to help raise money, as I said, for Great Plains SPCA. Throughout the holiday season, you can help by adding your paw. Each paw you donate, $1 each, will be matched by Tito's Vodka and will go straight to the Great Plains SPCA. You also get to fill out your paw and will hang out all of our paw pals around the bar. 
Nice. And there's like going to be some great Tito Vodka drinks available all event long. Sounds Again, like Saturday, fun, yeah. 7 p.m. to 2 a.m., December 16th, Maloney's Ugly Sweater Party, 7201 West 79th Street, Oakland like Park, Kansas. I like it. All right, now let's get into something crazy. I don't know how much of this is like an official official event where I can give you details until you go to the website, or this is just a couple guys, great plan, <laughs> and hopefully it works. Okay? Yeah. Just full, full well, disclosure. It'll right work here, okay? if all the listeners go. Exactly. All so, 20,000 of you, I think, right? Right? That, yeah. I, I, I see those numbers. It's a so, down week. It's a down week. So, again, <laughs> take this with uh, a grain of salt, as they say. But Sunday, December 24th, mm. from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. at the Country Club Plaza, it is March of the Dinosaurs. What is that, Tom? I will quote the event description. <laughs> this Christmas Eve is our time to shine. As dinosaurs, we must make our stand and display to Kansas City, nay, to the world, <laughs> that we are still alive and present. Bring your dinosaur costume. Bring your dinosaur mask. Bring your dinosaur protest signs bring your dinosaur self and let us make this christmas season memorable i want to see this i, I hope okay. that this has a huge turnout okay i, so I they want will thousands be of this yeah they will be meeting at the plaza and in quotations it says at the bottom of the parking garage that is directly next to the waffle bar at 4745 central street kansas city missouri the natural at 3 p.m the natural meeting space where dinosaurs would have met. So as it should be right. Yeah. Yeah. As nature Their intended. Majestic March will begin at three fifteen, maybe three twenty-five, and they will make their presence known for 30 to 45 minutes until we shall return to the garage and emerge <laughs> as normal humans. <laughs> I don't know that you will emerge as normal humans, but I want to see this happen. I am yes. excited. <laughs> so grab your dinosaur dinosaur costume. Grab your dinosaur signs. It is going down Sunday, December 24th from 3, 3.15 to 5 at the Country Club hey. Plaza. Hey, if, if participating in a dinosaur march doesn't scream traditional Christmas Eve to you, then I, we just can't be friends. Yeah, then you better stop downloading this episode right. because we do not no, know keep, how to talk no, to you. No, no, no. Keep downloading it. Just don't listen to it. I want there the numbers. Go. Just don't listen to it. Tell hey. a friend. So, all right. So, let's recap. What do we got? We have on December 14th to December 16th. Did I put you on the spot? No. Okay. Uh, I was just making sure I had all my dates correct. All right. From December 14th to December 16th at the Sprint Center, the 2017 NCAA Women's Volleyball Division One Final Championship. December 16th, again, Q-U-A-Y, Key, mm -hmm. Coffee, Grand Opening at the Nelson Atkins Museum of Art. Mm -hmm. That is from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. with special events from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Also on December 16th, you have Maloney's Ugly Sweater Party. That is going down at 7 p.m. to 2 a.m. Uh, Maloney's Bar is 7201 West 79th Street, Overland Park, Kansas. And then the March of Dinosaurs, Sunday, December 24th 
at 3 p.m. at the Country Club Plaza. You will be meeting at 4745 Central Street, Kansas City, Missouri. Tim's favorite. Did you see the snowball on on the uh, in the NFL games this week up there in Buffalo? I think it was Indianapolis and Buffalo, was it? It was Buffalo and the Colts. Yeah. Yes, I did. It was incredible. Oh, man. Was that not fun? I, you, you kind of forget about this because you don't see it a whole lot in football, but football is one. If it's not lightning, they're playing, right? They're going to be out yeah. there. And that's some yeah, of the funnest stuff. Most famous, yeah, I think the most famous snow game as far as recent memory is the playoff game mm-hmm. between the Patriots and Raiders where the tuck rule became a thing and yep. Tom Brady – took that loophole and then ran to a Super Bowl and became a legend from that moment on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was really fun. The football itself wasn't the best, no. but man, oh man, was it a sight to see. You should go online right now. Just look that up. Uh, Bills, Colts, Snowball. Uh, it was amazing. And the crowd. Uh, first of all, why anybody's out there is beyond me. And, and then the crowd is fun. out there. And if there's a touchdown or something, they're celebrating by just picking up mounds of snow and throwing it out into the like, crowd and field. It was super fun. And then did you hear the Colts kicker may miss out on $500,000 because of this game? Adam Venetary, <laughs> who's been kicking since uh, Adam and Eve were around. Mm-hmm. He is uh, Adam of Adam yeah. and Eve. Right. Yeah, he's still here actually with us, and he's been kicking field goals ever right. since the dawn of time. Uh, yeah, he has to get a 90% on his conversion rate on field goals, and because he went 0 for 2, it dropped him down to 88%, and now he's missing out on a bonus, which is $500,000. Yeah. He would have to kick and make enough field goals, like basically not miss anymore and keep kicking enough that it raised that percentage up two more. I, I don't even know how many more. I'd have to get, find out how many – he has now, I, right? Yeah, I think what I read in an article is that he has to go at least six for six Ooh, to get with, it to with 90%. Three games left? That's possible. That's possible. That is possible. That's going to be hard. Uh, but, but hey, you yeah. got $500,000 on it. I bet you'd be like, please don't make this pass. I need to kick a field goal. Please don't make this pass. You know what I mean? He's rooting for them to fail on third and seven at the 25. You know what I mean? Like well, He's like, please, please. <laughs> And what a perfect crime they could have committed with no one knowing in a snow game like they had just to have an agreement between the long snapper and the kicker and just say, hey, I'm not attempting this. Just, just scoot it past me, and then it just won't happen. And right. then I can stay 90%. You can say, oh, yeah. I'm going to get 500 grand. I'll give you 20 grand just to do this. Yeah. Huh? Oh, fumbled no snap. Right. Anything different. Yeah. Just tell the game. holder to fumble it. Scramble. You got to throw because you fumbled the snap. That's yeah, it. Long and snapper. Here's 20 grand yeah. to just throw it as far as you can behind Here, you. Here's a Porsche. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but if you do want to check out a great highlight, check out the game winning score from LaShawn McCoy of the Buffalo Bills. And then, like you said, the celebration of all the fans just throwing snow into the sky like LeBron James before a basketball <laughs> yeah. game. Yeah, it's like New Year's confetti. Tom's favorite. Is the stupidity of people. The stupidity of people, you say? Yeah, because some people think that laws aren't laws. <laughs> and we have a clip to support that. So Enjoy. the lead with Jake Tapper, he's on with CNN, right? It's his show. Uh, 
news anchor, you know, analyst as it were. And, uh, he's talking to somebody from the Roy Moore campaign. Is it? He's a, yeah, he's Roy mm-hmm. Moore's campaign spokesman. He's on CNN. He's a representative. Yeah. Right. And they're discussing many things, right. From the Roy Moore platform and all this kind of stuff. And they get into Muslims, right. And I'll just let you hear Jake Tapper ask his question. Judge Moore has also said uh, that he doesn't think uh, a Muslim member of Congress should be allowed to be in Congress. Why? Uh, under what? But, under what provision? Because of the you have to swear on the Bible. You when you you when you are before, I had to do it. I'm an elected official, three terms. I had to swear on a Bible. Yikes. You have to swear on a Bible yeah. to be an elected official. In this, yeah. First of all, this guy got elected three times. <laughs> in the United States of America. He alleges that a Muslim cannot do that ethically, swearing on the Bible. You don't actually have to swear on a Christian Bible. You can swear on anything, really. I don't know if you knew that. You can swear on a Jewish Bible. Oh, no, I swore on, a, on the can, Bible. I've done can, it three times. I'm sure Jay. you have. I'm sure you've picked a Bible, but the law is not that you have to swear on a Christian Bible. That is not the law. Now, we haven't paused it. This is this you, guy's you reaction. Know that? All right, Ted Crockett. With I don't more. know. I, I know that uh, Donald Trump did it when he when we made him president because he's Christian and he picked it. That's what he wanted to. That's what he wanted to swear in on. Ted Crockett with the Moore campaign. I I love Jake Tapper when you watch him just because it's like you know he's like I I hate every second about this interview and his face does not hide any emotion and he's just like he'll tell me he's like you know what? I don't like you you know he's just, yep. he's just like you know. What? And I'm going to give you a fun fact at the end of this episode, as I always do. But here's yeah. two more fun facts. Shooting star, the more you know. Yeah. Uh, John Quincy Adams took the oath of office with his hand not on a Bible, but on a book of constitutional law. Mm-hmm. And Thomas Jefferson took his oath on a Quran. Mm-hmm. And mm. yeah, there you go. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So maybe it's never been a law. Right, yeah. Well, and maybe, uh, yeah, that's the thing. Like, well, they can't, right? You can't let these Muslims do it. Uh, but our president back in the day our went off their holy sp- yeah. president, Thomas <laughs> right. Jefferson. You know the guy who wrote the guy- <laughs> Yeah, the Constitution. The one that you guys love and adore more than anyone else. Yeah, he did that on a Quran. And then John Quincy Adams did it on a constitutional law book. Yeah, man. Not even a book of faith. And, and to, to some extent, I, I, I hate when people get hung up on stuff like that, too, because, like, you really think that, like, if he was a dishonest person, that by him placing his hand on that thing, he's suddenly going to be, be like, oh, now I'm bound to this. Oh, shucks. Got me. You got but me. A, but even to a bigger point and why I found it as my favorite thing of the week is stop making up laws. How about you know what you talk yeah. about before you just speak out of your ass? Because then yeah. Jake Tapper <laughs> will put you in the dirt. Yeah. And we're never going to hear from that poor bastard again. <laughs> Tim and Tom got some stuff off our chest. We straightened out how people should use social media. We talked about who should be able to buy streets. Uh, We solved all these problems. We told you to stop making up laws. Uh, We told you about some good music to listen to while you're not doing all this other horrific stuff. Hang out with a fighter because they're the calmest people Mm -hmm. in the room. Man, we're good at what we do here, Tim and Tom. Yeah, and we gave you some fun facts. Mm -hmm. And here's one more fun fact. 40% 40% of bottled water is ordinary tap water, often with no additional treatment. 
Had to push hard for this hard dish, tryna get pulled. Nicks to get high, get a bit pulled, and they get cold. When I get hot, I'ma get jewels do the damn fool. Tim and Tom.